What's up, guys? This is Impact on Purpose. Change your home and your dome by making powerful choices and loving others well. We hope you enjoy the episode. And remember, brace for impact. guys, welcome back. Today we're going to tackle a, uh, a common cliche or something, a phrase that has become cliche um, in the Christian world, uh, in the church world. But first, uh, just a reminder for you guys to subscribe and to share on YouTube and to rate and review on podcasts. Uh, we are really looking for feedback. We're looking for uh, really to just get the word out there and to get uh, the encouragement and the challenges out to more and more people who want to impact their world for the kingdom of God. So please like, please subscribe, please rate, please share, do anything you can. Uh, and of course, email me, uh, comment, give us a review. I- I'm looking forward to reading anything that comes in. So uh, without further ado, today we're going to tackle the phrase that I believe has come become very common and very cliche in its use, which is, your marriage is your first ministry, okay? Uh, and I actually like this idea so much in my head that I imagine myself doing a whole series of tackling, you know, different things that have become cliche um, to say in the Christian world. So that's what we're talking about today. Is your marriage your first ministry, or what does it mean to say your marriage is your first ministry? Um, a lot of the times when I hear that, it is from the right places, but I've also heard it um, kind of just as a throwout thing where it's like, oh, well, your marriage is your first ministry. Um, let's, yeah, here's where I stand. I believe that this is not a cliche at all. I believe this is extremely foundational to our faith, at least for anyone who's married. Um, what I don't believe is that getting married is your first priority in life, right? Paul makes that very, very clear. Um, but if you are married, your marriage is your first ministry, period. Um, and it's very, I mean, Jesus is very clear on how we're to live our lives. And hopefully you'll follow my logic chain here as to why that results in our marriage being the absolute most important human relationship that we could possibly have uh, if you are already married. Okay, so uh, let's look at First Peter. He talks about marriage in First Peter 3. This is right after that section. Okay, Peter says, now this is the goal to live in harmony with one another and demonstrate affectionate love, sympathy, and kindness toward other believers. Let humility describe you, uh, describe who you are as you dearly love one another. Okay, so he's not just talking about your marriage. Uh, he's talking about other believers in particular, right? Uh, and so the logic here for me is very, very simple. <laughs> um, the one believer you are around the most if you're married and your spouse is a believer is, is your spouse. Um, without that, you are giving the rest of the world a picture that something about you is false. Uh, let me, let me, or something about you is disingenuous. Let me say that a different way. Um, if you're not treating your spouse as the most important ministry in your life, meaning the relationship that you sow into the most prayer and love and attention, human, human relationship, um, then you're showing the other human relationships in their life, in, in your life that um, you value them above your spouse, the person who you've promised to love and cherish for your entire life on this earth. Uh, And that's a huge, huge problem for our testimony, right? That's a huge problem when we're trying to impact the world around us for good is for the people around us to see how we treat our spouse and how it's kind of sub 
car or it's taking a back seat to ministry, right? Or, or our kids. Um, our kids don't come before our marriage. Fun fact. That's not how that works. Um, our marriage comes first and our kids grow and mature faster and not faster, but stronger because of the strength of our relationship of our marriage. Um, Danny Silk opens his, his book, Keep Your Love On, with a couple who comes in and says, um, hey, we're here because our 13-year-old, our 14, whatever, our teenager is, he just took our car out for a joyride, he's being disobedient, blah, 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 blah. And the first question Danny asks these guys in this counseling session about their son is, what is the goal of your marriage? Now, if that is not from left field, I don't know what is, but when you, again, think about this phrase, your marriage is your first ministry, it lines everything up. That question is bringing into context or bringing into focus the real problem, right? Which is, uh, which turns out in the book to be the goal of their marriage is distance, not relationship. And so when the goal of your marriage is anything but um, making that the priority relationship in your life, again, human relationship, I'm going to keep saying that, um, when, when your goal becomes anything but that, but deep connection with your spouse, um, everyone else can see it and everyone else um, is affected negatively by it, All right? So we don't want to live this amazing life, you know, amazing life for God where we, where we leave our spouse and leave our kids to go uh, minister to the world because we're leaving a terrible, terrible example of what it looks like to love the people closest to us that we've promised to love more than anyone else. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is this cliche is not a cliche. Um, don't use it as one because it's, it's very important. And it's saying if you put your church ministry or your small group or the fact that you're a worship leader or um, your work, you might work in the ministry, right? You might work in for a nonprofit or work for a church. Um, if you are putting those things above your marriage, uh, something is drastically out of order. And if you're not seeing the effects of it right now, you will very soon and you'll, they will continue to get worse and worse down the line because that one relationship, human relationship, behind your spiritual relationship with God, that one human relationship is the hinge on which all of your other human relationships turn. That, that worked. Um, again, some disclaimers. I'm talking to people who are married. Like I said before, um, it's not, this is not saying your one priority in life is to get married so you can have this one relationship. That is not at all the goal. As I said before, Paul makes that very clear. Um, and the same thing goes for kids. If we talk about you know family, if you don't have kids, then your number one goal is not to have kids. Um, but that's a, that's a whole different podcast. We'll talk about that another time. So I'm just going to read this Peter verse one more time. It says, now, this is 1 Peter 3.8. Now this is the goal. This is the goal of our lives. To live in harmony with one another and demonstrate affectionate love, sympathy, and kindness toward other believers. Let humility describe who you are as you dearly love one another. So I want to encourage you to realize that that verse applies to your spouse first and your kids second and other believers third um, as examples to the rest of those uh, continually widening, widening circles of how or what love looks like. If the people in the outer circles are seeing that you're paying a lot of attention to them, but none to the people in your inner circle, 
they're going to be affected negatively by that. They're going to get a clear picture of what your priorities are and the fact that your priorities are not the people closest to you and not the, not the promises that you've made um, in your wedding vows. So uh, kind of a crazy topic uh, out, of the, out of the blue, but I hope to do more of this kind of stuff. I hope to tackle more um, cliches. So uh, let me know if you liked it. Let me know what you think. Uh, If you disagree or if you agree, if you want to be on the podcast, let me know, and I'd love to have you guys. All right. Bye.